Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. Real Victory Radio is designed to help you get ready and equipped for an authentic life of real victory. But a lot of days we don't feel like we're very victorious. We really just feel downright defeated. But the good news is we don't have to stay that way. With just one step towards God, we can move towards victory. I read a quote this week that I just loved, and it said, Victory can be taking a step forward when you wanted to stand still. Victory doesn't mean the war is over because there are little victories along the way. I have a new friend in the studio today, Carrie O'Toole, who's going to be joining me, and we're going to talk about life in general. She's a life coach, a speaker, an author, and a filmmaker, too. We'll see um, if we can get her to tell us a little bit about that in a little bit. Carrie graduated from Liberty University with an MA in Human Services, specializing in marriage and family therapy, not wanting to practice, uh, open a practice, but desiring to help people. She earned her credentials as a board-certified life coach and attachment-based intervention specialist. That is a mouthful. <laughs> um, through the American Association of Christian Counselors. She's a found, the founder of Carrie O'Toole Ministries, and you can find her at CarrieOtool.com. All right. Carrie helps people through tough times through her book, speaking events, coaching, podcasting, short films, and a documentary. Y'all are going to just love getting to know her today. And so without further ado, welcome to Real Victory Radio, Carrie. Well, thank you so much, Amy Elaine. I'm excited to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you here. Recently, Carrie and I met for coffee. We were at a uh, writer's event, and she came up to me afterwards. We have some mutual friends. We kind of sort of knew each other, like we were friends on Facebook. Yeah. But we didn't really know each other. And she came up to me after this event, and she said, I would really love to go to coffee with you. And I'm like, I would love that because y'all think I get out all the time. I really don't. I am a hermit. And so it was nice to get out, meet Carrie for coffee. And we decided to just continue our conversation here in the studio. So we are going to talk about getting real and how life can be hard sometimes. And we need friendships to help us in the ebb and flow of life and Sometimes even our friendships ebb and flow. We need new friends. But the most important thing that I think for us as women, one of the most important things is that we have godly girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So I have another quote from Carrie from her conversation. After we went to coffee the other day, she's, we sent some emails back and forth. And she sent me this email, and it just struck me so heavily in a good way. And it says... I've been in need of friends at various times through my life, and God keeps reminding me to just ask. I know how many women are lonely or don't feel understood, and when we team up, everybody wins. <laughs> Can you see why Look I love her heart? I am, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I would love to just talk to you a little bit about friendship. So, Sure. Well, <clears throat> as I was thinking about it, 
it seemed like growing up, friends came easily. You know, I was always in music or something. And so the people who sat around you, the people you sang with or that you played with, it was amazing. You could just make friends very simply. And then as I got older, it was people I was teaching with or people that you live near or that you maybe went to church with. But we went through some really traumatic times in our family, and a lot of people couldn't really deal with it or didn't want to or had their own stuff going on. I'm not going to place a judgment on them for why ever they couldn't. But we were ugly. We were messy. It was downright dirty for you know, 15 years. So it wasn't like a short little thing either. And as we were coming out of it, I started recognizing I don't have any friends. Mm. I mean, I am just depleted and I needed to go find some new friends. And so I was like, man, how do you do this? It's whole, It's hard when you're older as an adult to make friends. Yeah. I well, definitely agree. With as that. I was thinking about it, I started watching people, not in a creepy stalker way, but, you know, just kind of observing. Observing, I'll say observing, yeah, not not watching. Um, I was observing people, and I wanted to see, I wanted to find people who were at least as healthy as I was and maybe even a little ahead of me. And I wanted to find people who looked like they were really great with other people. They were always kind. They were giving. They were, they had their lives somewhat together. You know, because I didn't need a bunch of more mess in my life. Uh, you can do that in ministry if you want to, but that's not where we need to find our friends. Right. And so I found a few people and they were parents of kids, uh, parents of my kids' friends at school. And I went to a few of them and just like I did with you the other day, just said, hey, would you like to go get coffee? And here's where it got kind of messy because when we got to the coffee, I told them that I was needing some new friends. <laughs> That authenticity thing, sometimes it backfires. How did that go? It can't. Well, I gave them three criteria. Oh, no. (laughs) I said, I'm not just looking for any friends. I'm looking for, number one, I need you to know that our life has been really messy. And I need people who aren't going to run the minute it gets messy. So if you're not in a place that you can do that, I totally get it. But that's what I'm looking for. Number two was, I don't need another therapist. I already have one. And I am one. <laughs> and I am one. Yeah, at the time I wasn't. Yeah. But, and I, yeah, I don't need another one. I'm paying them. I so just need a friend. I need a friend. But that means you need to be vulnerable too. Yes. This isn't just, I'm looking for you so I can talk to about all of my stuff. I, I want mutuality here. And the third one, which I'm in a much different place now, but I said this at the time, don't quote scripture at me. I think that's huge because sometimes we have friends who they just, they have that Christianese talk and that's yes. all they want to do. Yes. And you're like, that's okay. And I love that stuff. And I love the Bible, but I just need a friend to yes. listen and talk to me. In- and don't try to be my Holy Spirit. Yes. Just let him do that work. I mean, it's one thing when you're going through a really, really just heart-wrenching season And God brings it to you just at the right time that he works all things together for good. But if you're sitting there and your house just burned down or you were just raped or something horrific happens and somebody says, well, all things work together for. Yeah, that doesn't work. You're using that as a weapon and it's not helpful. My friend Carrie Scott wrote a book 
and I think it's it. She's written three, Unafraid, Untangled, and Uncommon. And she talks about how when we're in the middle of our mess, one of the worst things that we can do is just throw scripture or yeah. or happiness at well, someone. And I think the reason we do it is because it's uncomfortable to sit with somebody in that, and we want to fix it. We don't want them to hurt. We're, our hearts are that maybe this would be helpful, but... Uh, one other thing that I have done in the last couple of years is I was certified as a crisis responder and learning how to sit with somebody in a trauma, learning how to sit with somebody after a devastating act. It's and hard to sit you with can't someone fix it. in grief. Yeah, right. you can't fix it. Just sit there and be quiet. Just be a presence. See what they need. And listen. And I listen. think that's such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. That's all really good. Okay, so we kind of covered the ground on friendship, but... Where I want to make sure that we have time to move into some of the other questions that I want to talk to you about. Here, you mentioned that losing friends when trauma came your way um, was really hard. And and that's that's a difficult place to be. But we need friends in our tough seasons and especially ones, like you said, that last a long, long time. 15 years is a long time. Mm -hmm. And we need people who are going to stick around. But one of the times um, that I can remember needing friends was just not necessarily in a moment of crisis, but just in the everyday getting by after a crisis. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like to do when I have a friend who, you know, loses a brother or a parent or just, you know, somebody really close to them is to send that condolence card like a month late. Yeah, I do that too. It's a good thing because then they see that you're still seeing them and that they're still in their pain. I have heard that, after a funeral, um, the next few weeks are the worst because right after somebody dies and leading up to the funeral and even maybe a week or so after, family's around and casseroles are coming and, you know, yeah. everybody's checking in on you. And a little bit after that, everybody has to go back to their life. Yeah, because life does go mm-hmm. on. But you're still sitting in your grief. And right. I think that's such a, an excellent time to pop in or to just try to reach out to someone and say, Hey, I know you're still in your grief. And I just wanted you to know that I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. you today. So I love that we both do that. You have such a beautiful heart behind your ministry. And even your uh, website talks about being broken. And we talk about Mm -hmm. that a lot on the show. We also talk about victory a lot on the show. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions that everybody gets to answer when they come on real victory radio is this question. And it's, where have you found or experienced the most victory in your life? I think for me, it was overcoming PTSD and trauma and feeling like a victim. And, and truly, there were ways that I was a victim, but there were other ways that it was just life was so out of control and I couldn't control it. And everything went away that I didn't think it should go and it was so unfair and it was so difficult and I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. And it was so bad for a season that I really thought I was going to die and there was a time I wished I would Mm. because the pain was just so bad and it just never ended. It just kept going on and on. And to me, it felt like waves in the ocean. You know, the minute I could get up to gasp for a breath, another wave hit and knocked me down and I was just consistently day after day fighting for survival fighting for breath fighting to make it through another day and I wasn't sleeping so night brought no relief and 
then in the middle of the night, I'd be panicking about the next day. And, you know, just this was just going a cycle. on a cycle and oh. I couldn't get out of it. And but it how was, did you? Well, so I, well, my victory came in recovery from all of that. And it's a long, long story, but um, it came through counseling. It came through medication. It came from inner healing. It came from um, living long enough to see healing and wholeness again. It came from a lot of different things. But, you know, when I'm in church anymore, when I'm in worship time, I still just weep. And it's mainly, you know, a lot of times people talk about what were you like before God? What were you like after God? And they're thinking salvation. For me, I think more about before trauma, after trauma. And I just weep because I'm so thankful I'm alive. I'm so thankful he got me through that. I'm so thankful I'm not in it anymore. So thankful that I'm living and in and thriving because it gives an example to other people and it shows God can heal this. It doesn't matter how bad it is. He can heal it. He can. And he is so much bigger than our biggest problems or trauma or whatever we're going through and bigger than our losses. And you even wrote a book about your trauma. And one day we're going to have you back on the show to actually talk about the book. Today sure. we're just kind of talking about life and and hitting some certain spots sure. that we want to talk about. But, y'all, she wrote a book called Relinqu Relinquished, When Love Means Letting Go. And we're going to have that in the show notes so that you guys can see that. But she is a wonderful writer and has such a powerful story to tell her trauma really was a huge wake of pain for, like she said, 15 years. And I don't know where we want to go with the conversation, but. Well, what I was thinking is a lot of people think of grief as death and our grief was not death. And so what do you do when, when you're living in it? when you're living it and the person has not died, but you have lost tremendously and we'll talk about my specifics later, but what I learned in crisis response training is they call that ambiguous grief. It's a type of grief when the grief is not death. It could be a divorce. It could be the loss of a home. It could be finances, bankruptcy. The loss yeah. of a dream. The loss of a dream. And what happens with those is there's not, you know, if somebody dies, there's a funeral. And... It, it brings closure. With ambiguous grief, there's no closure. It just keeps going on and on, and you don't know that it's ever going to end. And it's confusing because the loss is not, it, it may be permanent, it may not, but you don't always understand why you may be fighting it. You know, and it, it brings, it's crazy. And I realize people are grieving. I have a lot of clients who are in a, in a particular type of ambiguous grief. And when they call, many of them are very angry, which I went through a, a season of rage and anger. It was just crazy. I, you can't even believe what's coming out of you. And a lot of times these clients, they are, they're convicted, but they take it to God and it doesn't go away. They give it to him and, and he's not, for whatever reason, taking it. And they don't understand and they think they're horrible people. And I finally got it. I said, you know what? What if this isn't a character issue? What if you're in grief and you didn't even know it and you just need to walk out a process? And I mean, the tears just start flowing because they just think they're horrible people. These are good people who are just stuck in the waves of grief and they don't know what to do with it because they didn't even realize they were grieving. 
I know we talked about that when we went to coffee and we talked about that I'd never heard of that term ambiguous mm-hmm. grief, but it's so real and I could apply it when you were talking about it. I was like, oh my goodness, I can identify with that. I can identify with times in my life when there hadn't been a death, but I was grieving the loss of, of things. We went through a huge season of loss. There was even a time when I felt like I didn't know if there'd ever be joy again. Yeah. And I, I kind of settled I... in like, is this just the way my life's going to be? Yeah. Okay. I guess if this is what God's bringing that I need to just be okay with it. And that's just a lie from the pit of hell because <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. That's just a yeah. lie from the pit of hell that we don't have to stay stuck in our brokenness, in our grief. And God is a God of resurrection he yeah. loves to bring dead things back to yeah. life and it may take a process it always I mean, takes I just a process thinking, god just snap your fingers and be done like you did in creation you know just breathe and i'll be healed and that's just not the way it typically works although what what i have discovered is when you do the work that it takes to overcome something like this trauma and you go through a grief process and all of that Then all of a sudden you're in prayer one day and it's as if God just snaps and it's all done. Those suddenly moments are the ones that we can live for. I'm doing a talk um, speaking at the Freedom Conference in the Dallas area. So if you guys hear this, I'm going to be in the Dallas area the 8th and 9th of March speaking at the Way Bible Church at the Freedom Conference. And now I forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, um, (laughs) I was going to say the suddenlies in life. One of the things that I'm going to be telling them is that their breakthrough may be right before them. Their freedom that they are longing for may be just right in front of them because God always has a suddenly for us. And we just don't know what it's, that's why it's called a suddenly, right? Because it suddenly happens and we, we break through and he breaks off the chains or the bondage or whatever it is that's holding us back. Well, and I'm really seeing just in the last year, I am seeing the Holy Spirit doing things on a much accelerated pace from what it felt like when I was in it. And that may be because I'm on a different place, but it just seems like I'm meeting people all over the country who are seeing the Holy Spirit really moving in accelerated paces. So I don't think that everybody has to go through 15 years mm. like I did. That's I think a good word. Part of it for me was I was in training before I would knew I was in training to be a counselor, to be a crisis responder. So I kind of had to go through all of these different things and all of these different methods and seeing counseling from with EMDR and neurofeedback and inner healing. And I went through a codependency 12 step on myself. <laughs> I had to teach boundaries four times. I had to go through all these different things to because now, guess what? I know all of this. Yeah, and and you so can, I help can help other people. other people. Yeah, we said that together. If that's I had exactly. not been through it, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's exactly the heart behind your ministry is to help other people walk through those tough times to get to the other side. Well, so many people are terrified to be around someone whose life is just crazy and chaotic and filled with trauma. And I'm like, bring it on. Come on over. You know, I love that. You don't need to be afraid. I'm not afraid of it. But a lot of people are. It's a scary place to be. I think I want to ask you this question because it's something that I, I guess, would may struggle with. Even as a woman in ministry, in ministry leadership, coming alongside someone in their pain, in the tough times, what are three just easy, quick steps that you could give us to 
sit with people in their grief? Um, know yourself. You need to know where you've had healing and where you haven't. And you may have blind spots. And so, like, for instance, in counseling school, they said you can't take somebody farther than you've been willing to go yourself. So, for instance, if you're healing somebody who maybe had a sexual aggression against them and you had something in your past that you just thought, I'm over it, I'm done, I don't need to look at that anymore, <laughs> guess what? It's going to trigger and you could actually do more harm to that person than somebody else. So as a therapist, I need to know where my triggers are. Mm -hmm. Like I can't work with kids who are out of control. I need to refer mm -hmm. if there's somebody. Can because you of the trauma. Kids? Yes. Yeah. No, I can't. I know that's my, I can't do that. There are certain things I can't do. So we so have to I know refer. ourselves, whether we're a therapist or Absolutely. not. As a friend, we have to know what's going to trigger us yeah. so that we can respond well. Yeah. So what's this, another A one? second one is uh, Kleenex tissue. Um, <laughs> when people are suffering, have a Kleenex box there, but don't hand them Kleenex. Oh, I've never thought about that. Because many times people around them want to shut them up. They don't like the fact that they're crying so much. And the minute you hand somebody a tissue, it's like saying, could you stop that? You're making me uncomfortable. Oh my goodness! I've Put never the box about out, that. but let they know how to get it. If they want a Kleenex, they'll go get it. Wow, that's a really good one. We're going to have to stop right there because we good, are like out of time. One. Oh, good. Well, we only have two tips. <laughs> two tips for you: know yourself, what triggers you, and don't hand somebody Kleenex because it's telling them to shut have up. It out. I mean, if yeah. there's not fallen down then obviously help them out but <laughs> oh my goodness that's a great note to end the show on um we're going to pray for the listeners because i really want to cover them in the things that we've talked about today so while you think about how holy spirit wants us to pray today for the listeners i'm going to thank our sponsor sonic inspection corporation is our sponsor, and they are a non-invasive commercial fire sprinkler inspection company delivering code-compliant inspection services for all commercial facilities. If you want to know more about them, you can call 303-308-3000 or visit their website at sonicinspection.com. We appreciate our sponsors, and, you know, we are listener-supported. So go check out the website, Amy Lane. Dot com and join our victory movement to help keep Real Victory Radio on the air and keep amazing guests to come on the show. So join us with the victory movement. And Carrie, let's pray. We only have probably two minutes left. Okay. Well, Holy Spirit, we just ask, first of all, that you would fall on every person who's listening right now and touch their hearts. I know that some of these topics are tough. And sometimes people haven't, you know, you turn into the radio, you're not thinking about, oh, let's go to the deepest place of my trauma today without any warning. So this might have um, brought some things up in some people. And so I just ask for your comfort right now. And I ask for your healing touch on every person who's listening. Bring into their mind someone that they can speak to about this. Help them know where to go with this. So they're not just left there in this tough place. Cause them to call somebody, to, to know, bring a person to mind, somebody who will not be judging, who will just sit with them in this and help them learn, okay, what do I need to do with this now? So that you can bring healing to them. 
And I just want to say thank you for Amy Elaine and, and her ministry here. Thank you for all that you're doing and all the people that she's reaching through this program. I pray that you would continue to bless it and bring the funding in to keep it going. And we lift all of this to you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And Father God, I just want to add on to that prayer. You are a God of breakthrough. And we pray breakthrough and suddenlies over the listeners today. Lord, we pray that they would have what it takes to press on to get to their suddenly. And we give you Mm -hmm. all the glory and honor and praise for what you have done, what you are doing, and for what you will do. You are such a good God. And we know we can trust you with even our toughest moments. We just love you, God. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Carrie, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today, and we're definitely going to have you back to talk about so many more things. Awesome. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your expertise. Where can we find you just real quick? Because we've got like 45 seconds. Yeah, CarrieOtool.com. Okay, CarrieOtool.com. We'll have that in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening to Real Victory Radio today. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.